in the cabbage. Right, let's get it. Test, test, test. Yeah, we're live. Welcome to In the Cabbage. <laughs> this is crazy. This is pretty bananas right now <laughs> that we're actually doing this. I'm Tommy Sweat. Andrew Witt. Please subscribe. Please listen. Please download. Like. Just a reminder. Keep swinging. in the cabbage i'm your boy tommy swim to my right or your left andrew witt what up boy is up buddy how was your weekend dude it was good it was good um pretty mellow mellow um, memorial day weekend i would say yeah um it was really nice because katie and i have been going all over the place doing a bunch of stuff last few weekends we feel like we haven't even like taken a break since like after the wedding so it's really nice to kind of just have a nice chill weekend um really fun we had you guys over and um your mom my mom over for a little uh little birthday barbecue little celebration you know for her birthday over there so it was that was really fun went over to the pool area and um dude the cabanas are just so nice to watch some basketball really are it's it really hits so yeah your community um, has like these like cabana tv pool area it's probably the best thing that our community has going for us for the like the apartment complex yeah it's really nice really solid good tv Um, hanging out dude and you got like comfy chairs in there feel like you can have like a nice little seclusion because you have some like um little blinds that you can like move over as well so it's just a really nice little deal um, love going down there for like Monday night football, Thursday night football, something like that. You know, when it's yeah, like dude. less popular, we just bring a blanket down there and it's kind of, it's kind of a fun little time. So yeah, just did that. And I have been crushing some Zelda actually. Oh yeah. You're deep in it right I've now. I've put in about like eight hours this weekend, probably. Whoa. That's a lot of video it's game a time lot. for your boy. That's, that's a lot, dude. So that was the downtime and that was great. Katie was all into it as well. We do that thing where, you know, if we're not watching a TV show, you know, and there's like no sports on, nothing's really grabbing our attention. We're like, let's just play some video games. And it's like a cool way to kind of do something that also like I really enjoy. Right. And uh, it's kind of cool that she's uh, enjoying that as well. So um, that was about it. But I know that you were actually doing a little bit more than just chilling this weekend. Yeah, I don't know. Because I came over here in the backyard was ripped to to shreds, but it looks beautiful. Yeah. Well, you know, like whatever, for whatever reason this weekend, Madison and I like seemed like Everyone is like a unanimous vote that like this was going to be a chill weekend for everybody. I mean, uh, families across the board doing nothing all for it. Like everyone we were talking to like, yeah, I'm not doing that. Yeah, I'm not going out. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's funny because I felt like it. um, But we're trying to be. That is kind of a nice thing, too, because if you think about it, you really do want to do nothing on the weekends that are supposedly your holiday weekends because everything in the entire world is 10 times busier on a holiday weekend. Yeah. So it's kind of like nice to just be like, you know what? We're not going to deal with all the crowds. We're just going to be hanging out and take a little bit of extra time. You know, if, whether it's taking care of yourself a little bit more mentally or like getting some something done around the house or yeah, what I have mean, you. And it was dead. Everywhere we went, we went out uh, last night and downtown Costa Mesa, which is normally like pretty cool now, pretty popping most yeah. of the time. Um, dead. Got into a speakeasy called Cowboys and Poodles. Love that. Which, I don't know. But Katie and I have been wanting to check that out for a little while. Madison loved the vibe. Super cool. Um, she had a tequila Manhattan. 
Interesting. She loved it. Um, it was a she's cool. She's a big tequila gal, isn't she? Yeah, tequila straight up. Mm. Like, I go to a bar and I'm going like, hey, what do you want to drink? And if, like, it's a packed bar, like, we're at, like, a clubby nightclub bar yeah. type of vibe. We, um, I just get, like, two or three shots in the glass with, like, a couple limes. Wow, dude. It just sounds so aggressive. Not even, like, a tequila soda? No, like, she just, sometimes she is, like, tequila straight up. Damn. That's like Jose Cuervo too. Probably. Yeah, she's like, fine. She likes nicer stuff, but I, if I do like it, shots in a glass at the club, I'll go like, cast doors or something. Okay, there you go. Um, just to make it a little bit more palatable for her. Um, but the big event was we ended up getting rid of like a slab of concrete. Um, I'm awful with feet, but we're gonna say, I'd say it's a good 15 feet. Okay, cool. Because yeah. I was gonna say six. No, no, no. no I feel like it makes a lot more sense. You know, you, the, if I lay it down. If you lay, also, if you lay down like a basketball hoop, mm-hmm. right? I, th- I feel like it's a basketball hoop and a half or like a basketball hoop and you laying down. Yeah. It's a good, it, like, it's a good, like, four steps. I agree. Yeah. yeah. Okay. And then, like, two, three feet up against yeah. the garage. We, um, I had to go rent a concrete saw. <laughs> and if anyone knows me, Fun fact, not handsy. Not great with handyman stuff. Not great with repairing things. You know what? That's why you got big old Glenn Swain coming yeah, through Glenn, big time. Glenn Swain coming in with the heat. I mean, that man could fix anything. He's like Bob the Builder. <laughs> He's built like a hobbit, but can fix anything too. So it's great. He um he came out. Uh, the in-laws came out. My mom came out. I think this was going to be like... Uh, more of like a spectacle than anything else. Like sure. Tommy's actually going to use like a concrete saw. <laughs> and I had to go get a jackhammer. Jesus, dude. That was going to be my next follow-up question because I know Glenn's got it all in the garage. Not a concrete yeah, saw, okay. not a jackhammer. Okay, yeah, that's that's, that's next like level stuff. That's like specialty tools you need in a specialty blade. Gotcha. So I ended up going, running it from a Home Depot. Mm-hmm. It was like 200 bucks. Um, By the way, I thought that thing was going to be all like jaggedy line like all over the place that thing is arrow straight my guy Dude, i yeah it, it's as good as it could possibly could be um but once just you're, for the like, first time on the sticks first Dude, time on the sticks that, too. that's huge <laughs> well you gotta fully lock in for it um oh yeah yeah and it, i had like a line of the concrete it's like the fault lines like you know where you see like the little dips right. in the concrete it's where you're supposed to cut concrete at i, I mean i don't know what that's called but yeah, i'm, I'm that's going with the it. guy i hope you call it the fault lines <laughs> okay nice so i walk up rent the equipment right and he's like all right so you know how to use one of these i'm like nah man i've never picked up a saw before <laughs> and she's like oh so you gotta put your foot here i'm gonna turn it on it's a rip cord like an old school lawnmower. hell yeah that's kind of what you want though out of those like out he's of those like, toys he's like the decompressor button and i have to pay attention right i'm, I'm an adult now Right, so I don't have someone else there to be like, "This is how I do it." And then someone you're, you're going solo mission to pick this thing up by yourself and a jackhammer. It's all on you, all on me. <laughs> so if it doesn't work when we get back, because the guy like yeah, you don't want to be calling Home Depot and be like, "Yeah, can I talk to the management?" This guy like walked me through how to use like a you know a concrete saw. You don't want to hear that whole right. spiel again. And like, okay, so I pay attention, learn how to turn it on. He did it super loud. And he's yeah. like showing me like the two different triggers you have to hold down for it to go. And he's like, and it will run on you, you know, whatever. If you like don't hold it down properly, right. it will like catch the concrete and start to run. Mm. So he's like, you okay. got to hold on to it. Like okay. it's going to, it might kick back on you, but just like fight it back. Like oh, you got to be on it. Okay. Like Because you don't it. want it to like jump up and like <clears throat> tear up some of the other concrete that's right, right. there. Right. Or okay. whatever. Got or it. to jump back in my face. 
That too. Um, or my foot. Um, and so <laughs> then too. I sent a video. His name was Rudy from Home Depot, homie. Okay. Called him the day before. I'm like, hey, I have no clue what I'm doing. He's like, I'm here tomorrow, all morning. Swing on by, ask for Rudy, bring a video. <laughs> Came by, brought okay. a video. So he showed me the jackhammer and the blade, whatever. Um, get in the car. He gives me a can of gasoline. We get here. Everyone's waiting. It's like a show. And um, <laughs> walk in. My dad pulls up at the same time. Thank God. Got two guys who were very handy. My in-law, um, father-in-law, and my uh, dad. So mm -hmm. knew I was in really good hands. And both of them are older now. My dad just had a full knee replacement. Right. And my father-in-law, you know, probably shouldn't. He could do it, but just probably shouldn't. Right. Um, so it was on the it was on the young buck. Yeah, you're you're the guy, right? I'm the yeah. guy. All the women are hitting here, hanging out, staring at me. I mean, you know, you're prime of your uh, your career here, yeah, as far as as far as like kicking off fatherhood and like a little bit of the you know. I know this is me now. I'm a prime ape. <laughs> I'm in my I'm in my primordial youth right now. <laughs> um, so, you know, we get through it. My you know my dad's warning me. They're warning me, like what to do and what not to do. And they're like, all right, fire this thing up. Right. So <laughs> Here we ripping, go. We're ripping on the thing. I'm trying to get it started. We, me and uh, my father and I flood the engine. Oh, no. Because we're just pushing the gas nozzle so many times. Oh, no. Ripping. My dad's like, you guys are you're flooding it. So just keep ripping it. You're going to have to rip it like 20 or 30 times now to clear it out. Are you sore? Sore. <laughs> already haven't even started. And I finally get the thing on. Take a deep breath. All right. We get it going. I thought it was just going to cut right through. No problem, no hiccups. Sure. One cut all the way to the bottom, and we move on. Nay, nay. No. Nay, nay. You have to come. So we do the initial cut, and I'm going way too deep. My dad, like, taps me on the back. It's like the blade's slowing down your weight and screaming at me. Right. This is, like, 11 o'clock in the morning. I'm sure we're getting a letter from HOA. Like, you know. Sure, you got to deal with all that, right. you know, great Whatever stuff Whatever it's going to be. And um, taps on my back. It's like, you're going, you know. You're going way too deep. We gotta do multiple cuts. Damn, son. Okay. I'm like, oh my god, I have to do this more than once. <laughs> so we. Right, you're trying to just get in there and get out. I don't want to do this. I'm sure. so nervous. Like, I do not want to use this machine, like at all. It's intimidating. I like. I. I don't I didn't use. Sign up for this. I did not use. I don't use drills. You know what I mean? Like, no and I'm supposed tools. to use. Like, I'm supposed to use a concrete saw, and we're attaching a hose to it so the blade doesn't burn. Mm-hmm. And like spark up and break, so we got like water running on the blade the whole time. Right. So it ends up going well. It's not the straightest cut in the world, but it's good. If I stood behind it to the side, you see where I kind of like. Yeah, but if you're just casually taking a step out there, you, I mean, no it looks clue. it looks perfect. Right. For, I mean, I appreciate that. I've been. It I, looks great. Of course, you're going to be like all the OCD kicks in. You're going to like start sitting back there and you're just staring at the damn thing. And of course, you're going to like see like, right. oh, I messed up there. But like just looking at it, it looks great, dude. And um, thank you. And my dad, you know, taught me what I could say. He was like, you know, good job. Almost made me cry. Love that. <laughs> Love a good, good job from a dad. Of course. Um, it's different. It really does. Um, like also in Disney movies. If there's yeah. a father-son scene in a oh, movie... Oh, it just gets you right in the feels, huh? Oh, turn it off. <laughs> just turn it <laughs> off. I'll, I'll, Madison will know, too, right? Because I don't really cry, like, at a lot of movie things. Sure. Or TV That's things. never really been you, you know? I try to fight it for the most part. Yeah. It does get me, but for the most part, I fight it. But a father and son bond or brother bond... 
it's one of those things like shield your eyes. Right. I can't do uh, it. Uh, Shiv Massa look at me and she's like, I know you're gonna cry. Just do it already. And um like uh the Beyond, the Pixar movie Beyond, I think it is. It's like what's that one? I'm pretty good with Pixar movies. You know that. Yeah, it's like um they're um fictional characters, obviously, like monsters of some sort. Is it the one where they're like ma- like magicians? And there was like a bunch of magic and there was like, they're doing it for their like dead father. Right. Yes. Like a Dungeon and D- Dragons type yes, of vibe. Yes, exactly. Right. And the, uh, and the it goes from how I remember, spoiler alert, is the older brother remembers the dad. Exactly. The younger brother doesn't. Yeah. And they're on a mission to save their dad. Yes. And at the end of the mission, they realize it's just a message. Mm-hmm. And only one brother can go and talk to dad and it's actually their dad it's not just a message they can have a full-blown two-minute whatever conversation with each other the older brother gets stuck in something and can't go see the dad the younger brother was gonna go back and help his older brother out right because it was like his older brother's dream to see dad again younger brother really doesn't know what he's missing out on sure goes back and the younger and he the older brother tells younger brother Go right. I'm cry- I might tear up right now. He says, "Go." <laughs> like I can't. I'm not going to hold you back. Why should we both miss out on this? And, he, and he, the, the older brother has to watch the younger brother oh. talk to his dad. Oh my god! It's, it really is. I, whatever we're botching the movie title, but yeah, it's a it's a must watch. It, I think it, it's it really or something. It really got it got me too. Oh my god! It really gets you in the feels. So, anyways, back to dad stuff. Um, cut the concrete. The line's okay. I keep going at it. Finally, get all the way down. And it took me like an hour and a half just to do that one long cut. Damn, dude, that's a long time. And you have to like, I had to like sit there, do the first cut. We went back, did the second cut. My dad's like, okay, now you got to cut it like in sections. You have to work one spot and then move it. Work one spot all the right. way down. Move okay. It. You could like, he's like, you could feel it, right? Like you know how you're going up and down through the line. It's because you're not evenly like cutting it through. Mm. You had like the blade touch, like the very, sure. you got, you can feel like your full blade leading in. It's getting loosened up. Mm-hmm. So we did that the whole way through and we start jackhammering it. Do I don't know what I'm using with a jackhammer. I'm just hitting it in all different corners. I'm sledgehammering <laughs> things, trying to break <laughs> off. Basically what you're trying to do is you're trying to create like a crack through the piece of concrete. I see. And then once you find that crack, you just try to jackhammer the crack out. Mm. And you just take that's them how, off That's pieces. how you're able to just, like, take out chunks at a time. Right. Gotcha. But to build that, you have to, like, create something. So a lot of times, sledgehammers will create a weak point that you can use the jackhammer to get uh, it through. I see. I see. So this, com- is, this is the much, much further than just the, the classic build-a-fort camp that I did when I was younger. No, this is crazy. <laughs> so, like, the concrete, for whatever reason, on the far left side was, like, butter. The jackhammer okay. was like, click, click. And it was like cutting through. I'm like, oh, this is easy breezy. Right. But I knew the concrete in the middle is the tough part. And it took us an hour to get the next square out. Wow. To the dude. point where I also got the jackhammer stuck in the concrete. Because I went through it so easily that I couldn't get it back out. <laughs> but we were close enough to like where I had to like whack, whack at it like the sledgehammer concrete, like uh-huh. concrete around it like 20 times, 30 times. Finally got loose enough for me to take it out again. We figured out a system. We broke it up. But yeah, it was exhausting. Nice. It was a good time, though. Um, I bet that was fun sledge, uh, sledgehammering things. It was for a bit, but it hurt your hands. Isn't it rubber or no? No, it was one we had was like wood. Oh, my God. So I hit something and I'd be like. Just rattle you. A little bit. Yeah. I couldn't hit that hard. 
Um, you know, I'm showing off for my lady though. You know, you, she you gotta, never sees me do anything. You got to, you got to swing it a little bit. Yeah, you know? I'm swinging it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm taking, I'm trying to break this concrete in half. Right. And you know, you know, just trying to show off, let, let the lady know, you know what I mean? <laughs> Your man still got it. Right. Like that. Um, <laughs> showing her some of my manly side instead of this like soft, talkative, squishy side. The one that just man. talks about candles all the time. Right. Just loves it. <laughs> right. Sure. Like, you know, I got some dog in me still. Um, yeah, and also my mom is just such a badass. Yeah, Vicky really does bring it. So, like, she's in there, and I'm knocking off concrete slabs. My, Both your parents, you know? Really do. Mm-hmm. My dad's just, like, ultimate power tool, ultimate understanding guy. He had a knee replacement, still cut off some, like, concrete, like, spike plugs in the backyard that were sticking out by himself. Wow. And full knee replacement. He finally is like, okay, I gotta go ice this. Is thing. he? <laughs> yeah, you know that thing was probably like the size of a balloon, right? By the time when he what he was uh, when he was done, is he doing like the full Brooks Kepka leg off to the side? So he I can't even that- tell. I don't think so. He's just so <laughs> he gets so over it. Um, but he helped out tremendously. My father in law, the whole time there, coaching me, helping me out. Um, he's cool. digging out like the bottom dirt of it so it falls off easier. These huge chunks of concrete. My mom is picking up and moving. Just bending over, squatting down, picking up these huge pieces of concrete. Those bitches are probably like 30, 40 pounds. Easy. Yeah. And she's doing it, she did it like 20, 30 times. Wow, dude. And, you know, finally she, I only, she, once we were done, she called it quits. That was it. Mm. I mean, I Jam. can't um, believe she did that. It was so cool. It's like, oh, it's hard to be like a little little weak boy when your mom's out here squatting sure. 30, 40 pounds at like, you uh, know, an older age. I was going to say also the parents kind of getting up there a little bit now. Like, you know. Right. So, Shout, you I know, mean, props I was to them. So I was like, wow, my mom can't be over here like, oh, my hands hurt. No. I got lower back issues right now. It's like, no, no, no. We got to get through Stronger this. Stronger than me, dude. My back's like a little, fr- it's a little, it's a little oh, frail no. twig, dude. <laughs> your, your back over there is ready to snap at any point. <laughs> But yeah, man, we had the awesome. You threw some amazing food out at the thanks, buddy. Your uh, mom's birthday dinner. The steak was unbelievable. The cucumber, the lettuce wraps, all of it. All the nine yards was fire. Um, the star of the show was the rice. Uh, dude, always is. <laughs> I don't we know. made six cups of rice for like eight people. Yeah, and like I would say three to four of those people don't eat that much. Mm-mm. And. Dude, we just cleaned house on that rice. We probably had like a cup of rice left. And usually I, it's like I, half like, a cup. I eat like a cup and a half, no problem. Yeah. Sure. <laughs> oh, I can too. <laughs> Dude, no problem with a little soy sauce and steak. That's it. Uh, no, the steak was my favorite part for sure. And then we watched uh, some basketball. Can't believe that Miami um, somehow blew game six. Dude, I cannot believe they let that slip away. I felt like for sure they would have had, you know, like everything unraveling on their end. Like, oh my God, we just lost a close one. They got all the momentum now. Right. You know, and I feel like that was, that was going to be it. And I did too. And he tipped it in. I was like, oh, there's no chance they're um, getting back on this. You know, Mm -hmm. like no chances is it going to work out. And sure enough, they fucking, you know, pulled it off tonight. I couldn't believe it, honestly. And it wasn't even close. No, like the, really, heat did, the Heat didn't really win the game. I feel like more of the Celtics just played terribly. Celtics look awful. They look, Tatum looked tired. People look tired. I mean, well, he sprained his ankle. Did you see oh, that? I heard about that. Yeah, he sprained his ankle on the opening play, like the first quarter, fifteen seconds in, first possession. I mean, that's rough. And didn't roll it like like a half-hearted roll. It was 
it was a it was a good sprained ankle where like he jumped up for a shot and landed on his like left foot Ooh. and like you know really twisted that bitch really really got it going yeah so I'm actually you know I knew he was gonna play through it but you could definitely see that it was affecting him like his shot his aggressive ability he couldn't really even play like on ball defense that well. That's you know. unfortunate. I mean, also Jimmy Butler does needs to like ha- go back to game one, two, three, whatever. Butler. Yeah, he does. He he actually balled out a little bit tonight though. He hit a few like really clutch threes. I saw that. You know, he did shoot like forty five ish, forty forty five ish percent from the field, but He's still dropped like to. thirty. He's gonna have to against the Nuggets. He's gonna have to shoot sixty percent. He's gonna never miss. Like essentially, they yeah. miss, they're gonna lose. Um, I agree with you. He's got to go back to his old school scoring, and Caleb Martin needs to just keep being the MVP of the team, the unsung hero. I don't, yeah, they so we can go with predictions here, real quick. Since you're on the roll, give me who you think, Nuggets or Miami. I gotta give it to the Miami Heat. What a cool Cinderella story would be if they pull this off. Mm-hmm. Um, but like just going through and watching, like pulling back a little bit of history of just looking at the Lakers series when the Nuggets were playing against them. Yeah. I mean... More rest, too. They've rested this whole time. The rest of the whole time. And, yeah, there's, like... Everyone talks about rust as well. I'm like, I don't really think that's really that big of a thing no. for those guys. Those guys are professionals. They're well, also a week like, and a half. You don't think they're touching basketballs and shit. They're practicing every single day. They're just going ice therapy heavy, but they're still running through and getting up hundreds you're just of not, shots. Yeah, you're just not getting banged up like you would in a game. Right. You know? Jokic is probably fully resting. Yeah, they're coming out really fresh. And... I, don't, I just don't see this going the Miami Heat direction. So that's my prediction. I don't know when. I'll say um, I'll say Nuggets and six. Nuggets and six. Nuggets and Nuggets and six, yeah. Nuggets and six. Okay. I think that's... I'm going to go with you. Nuggets for sure. Um, all the way. Um, they just shoot too well. They Overall, they're just too good of a shooting team. They move the ball way too well. And they're big. And they're way, they're way going to outsize Miami. Yeah. I mean, the only hope is that Miami can force them into... Foul trouble. Foul trouble and then turnovers. That's for, about Through, it. like, scrappy defense. But the Nuggets don't turn the ball over. No. They turn over, like, 11 times a game. Yoke like, is just going to have 12. the ball most of the time. You're seven-foot point guard. Yeah. Yeah, I just, like, the biggest issue for me, like, not even that, like, size and who's going to stop Jokic. Bam. Bam's gonna have zero chance. Zero chance. Not not tall enough. Not the man can't enough. even back down Marcus Smart. Right. Like it, he's got no zero chance. chance against. Jokic. He's zero and five against Jokic. This yeah, year. I mean that's that does not shock me. And then, you, the, and then you got what? Then you got Kevin Love as a backup. Now this is the only thing I see happening for them. I would say Nuggets in five. The only way I think this series actually happens is if Kevin Love and Bam have to play at the same time. Yeah, because then you can also have Bam play on Aaron Gordon. Correct. You know? And you let Kevin Love just try to stretch Jokic out of the paint. He could hit threes right now. Yep. And I'm sure you can have him just D up and throw a body on somebody. I think Kevin Love is going to be huge for them if they want a shot. What's going to have to happen? Keys for me, Kevin Love has to have an unbelievable series. I didn't see him much at all against He Boston. was not actually in the rotation this last game, but he was a I know starter has, for, like for the first four games in the series or five uh, games in the series. I know he has played um, a lot, significant minutes for Miami in the playoffs, and I think he's going to have to have a most unbelievable um, 
He's gonna have to wind back Father Time's clock right now and and, and really and he's got to put up like fifteen and ten boards every yeah. game for them mm-hmm. to have a shot. I agree. Um, Bam's gonna have to play unbelievable rebound and scrappy defense. Jimmy Butler is gonna have to have an MJ like series, and Martin is gonna have to play like he's been playing. And, and all the nuggets fifty percent. Right. And Robinson's got to shoot fifty percent from the three point line. And maybe Hero comes back in for the championship. Is he cleared? Actually, I don't know. Maybe maybe they can get him through for game two. Yeah. Um, and Nuggets just need to play like b-ball and they'll be fine. Yeah. Um, but the Nuggets are bringing their A game to the court. Every time. Every single time. So it's just, yeah, over a course of a seven-game series, you got to think the Nuggets are going to bring their B game or A game. Every time. Like three or four. If it goes seven. You're getting their A plus and A plus at home and you... Even if you're playing A ball, it's like B plus ball because of the altitude. Mm-hmm. Um, so to me, it's just no doubter. I don't see it working. Too much ask from even though these undrafted role players are amazing and they're playing great. It's too much ask for Jimmy. He doesn't have enough weapons, and he's not that type of shooter where he can put up a lot of easy yeah, points. I agree. He has to work really hard for his buckets, and that's. It's not like a Steph Curry where you're like you know. Maybe ten or twelve of those points are going to be real easy for you. True, a couple off ball things really open up for for guys that shoot the three ball really well. You right. have to play really aggressive on them on the perimeter. Perimeter historically, Jimmy Butler doesn't really do that very much on the perimeter. He he shot a few tonight, um, but that's unlike him. You know, he doesn't really go to the three ball much. And everything's so. hard. It's never like an, it never seems like an easy bucket. For no, him. they're always like jump stop fadeaways. You know, getting contact, double pivots in the lane. You know, right? Trying to work for it hard, but you know, not impossible. Just he, I just want a good series. But I see ultimately Nuggets and Jokic being too much. When, um, you, got, when you when you have him winning. In five. In five at home. Yeah. They're going to play A plus, A plus at home both, both yeah. games right off the series. I just didn't want to write off the heat because I know that they're just playing some pretty damn good basketball right now. And they're just they're finding ways to win. They beat I would the Bucks. love for Kevin Love and Jimmy Butler to get a ring and Kevin Love yeah. retire. Mm-hmm. It would be all time to see for Kevin Love or him become a Laker. be awesome too. Um, just to have him like on the 12th man on the bench. I mean, I wouldn't mind that. A little center come in, pull out. But anyways. And he's also fully invested. You know where you're getting from him as well. And he's played with LeBron. That's legit. Did you hear LeBron had a torn um, tendon in his foot the yeah. entire season? I heard about that. And he has to have surgery now? On his, the, enti- the entire season or just playoffs? I read, I heard the playoffs for sure. I thought I read it the whole, the whole season. Wow, dude. That's insane. Did dude, you? I, no, I can't imagine. If that's doing really that. true, and he's thirty whatever years old, thirty eight, dude. He's gonna be thirty nine this year, and he had a tore tendon in his foot, and he still was playing like that. The man could play another five years in the NBA, no problem. Yeah, yeah. Uh, it just depends on like. I would dude, say yes he had and no. Tore tendon in his foot, and he was a top twenty player. This his year. physicality, if a if he's able to keep that up for, f- dude, you're asking five more years. No, he'll learn how to change his game. He's not a pure shooter, though. I think I think if I have faith in the greats, if he wanted to be, he would learn. If LeBron was like, okay, I need to be a shooter guy. Yeah. Do you, you don't think he's been working on his shot for the last 20 years in the NBA? I don't think it's been his sole focus. Okay. That's, I think That's fair. But I think they're working if, on their jumpers a lot. Though. Right. But I would say that LeBron probably is in the gym a lot more. 
he's working on defense and physicality sure. and his inside game and his post game. I'm thinking go to like a shooting coach and completely learn how to shoot the three and become like a point guard. Yeah, if you can do that, then sure, he can play until he's 43 years old because he's he still got the size. He'd just be like guarding your four or five, your slowest yeah. player, and he'd just be a point guard essentially. Mm-hmm. Well, if he has like two or three other stars and he's like the third or fourth option on a team, you guys are going to take fine. that. Right. Like, you'll be fine. Yeah. No, that's fair. But that is crazy how he played for most of the season with that torn tendon in his foot. That's nuts. Yeah. I always play injured, especially in my golf tournaments when I tore meniscus. So <laughs> me and LeBron, same person. Um, a little golf update here. I had my first corporate four-man scramble on Thursday. Going to be really, really fun, dude. Have you ever played in one of those like no. four-man scramble events? No, never. Never once? Never once. This is my first time. Oh, my God, dude. You're so gonna, I'm really excited. You're going to love it. You're going to love it. Tell the people where you're going to be playing. Yeah, it's Oak Creek. Um it's a little course. I think it's Tom Fazio designed in Irvine. Okay. Um, nice. It's, I hear it's narrow. Um, I always get mixed reviews. I think I'm going to have a really good look at it um, just from the nature of it being a private tournament. It's like the top lawyer groups in um, Orange County mm-hmm. that I'm going with. So um, it's going to be interesting to see. I mean, I hear there's drinks on every booth, yada, yada. Yeah, that's the fun part. Um. Wait, so, are you going for your work or are you going, no. you going for So I got invited from my uncle and it's got my it. uncle, my cousin, me and his friend, Chris. Chris is the guy who gets the tickets. He invited Mike, uh, Steve. They couldn't get the other two guys to go. So they're subbing us in. You're like, boom, baby. It's time right. to rally up. I'm in. And, uh, you know, it's so much fun because I love to think about the order and what we'd go like. Because uh-huh. it would change between driving and putting. We wouldn't be the same order for sure. Right. Mikey's probably going last and hitting on driver, mm-hmm. hoping that so he can send it on down. So, so he can he send can it on so, down there. Yeah, so he can just whack it on down there yeah. for us. And he hits a five wood now, and he hits it pretty accurately. So even if like we absolutely need him to, but I'll I'll find the. Middle I was going to say you go like second or third, right? I'm no going problem. Second or third, and I'll just push in the middle two sixty. Who's uh, who's your close up putter? I would okay truly. Because that's At really point, that's really what you you make your money on. At this point, I don't want to sound cocky. It should be me. Yeah. I I should be the last putter for us. But I think Steve and his buddy have done this before, and Steve's playing a lot of these. I don't know what the pressure would be like Is on he that for us. He's an okay putter. He yeah. used to be better. He might. We're going to go off of what Steve wants. If Steve's like, yeah, I'll clean it up. We're gonna let Steve clean it up. If he's like, you it's know also what? here's the here's the also the crazy thing too. It's like you're invited, so you don't want to like overstep, correct? And be like, no, I'm closing us out, or I'm going third in the hole here, right? And I think just because Steve has been struggling with putting, Mikey historically has struggled with putting. Yeah, Mikey's got to lead you guys off, or Chris. I don't know how Chris is as true. a golfer. True, true. Um, but Mikey driving last for us. Mikey probably doing mid irons. He's really good at. He can really keep it low and. Yeah. Punch and run someone up there. He never really gets in trouble with his irons unless he's really misstriking it. Yeah, if he's really off, then it's off. But um, we'll see. It'll be fun. I'm really excited to go do that. Um, and then also get a little work from home day on Friday. Yeah. So, so that is huge. You work can go- home today. Work home Friday. Yeah, dude, love that. Or sorry, Tuesday. Work home on Tuesday. Um, so yeah, like then you really have like the free reign on the whole booze situation. You know, and yeah. you, you can kind of like... 
are you guys doing like dinner afterwards? Is it like a full <clears> event? <throat> are you doing something? I haven't like got that? much details. I assume it's really fun. Dude. I, do, I don't think we're gonna win. I, I really don't. That's but that's the fun part of it though. Is you just you're going out there to make some connections and have some drinks and laughs and can just you know semi compete. Yeah, that's what I'm hoping for. I just wanna um, I want to shoot well. I don't want us to like go out there and lay an egg. Um, that's not going to be the case. Right. No I way. mean, I want to go out there and, you know, have some shots, maybe be in the hunt. Maybe we're like, oh, you know, birdie, birdie, birdie. Be like, yeah. ooh, we're, we're balling. What is, uh, what is your guys' like, do you have a goal score you're trying to we get to? We haven't really talked about much. I mean, do you have one that you want to get to? If you I guys mean, don't get to like 12 under. That's rough, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's, that's that it seems tough for us, I think. You might. I feel like a good number could be 10. I think 10 would be yeah. like 10 or 9 would be a good number for us. You know, like Steve's amazing. Steve Goat have seen go very low um, by himself. Um, but it's our men's club and, you know, uh, it's only whenever I see him play. Um, Mikey and I, you know, mid-80s. And I don't yeah. know what Chris shoots. Um, if you guys had some uh, mulligans... That's that's a thing at these like four minutes. Yeah, so I guess tournaments. we're gonna find out what I mean. You can like happen, buy them. Happens. I mean, I'm sure there's the closest to pin competition too. Yeah, I'm sure there is. Um, so it'll be fun. I'm really excited for it. Um, I just you know really just I want personally just play well. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but uh, what was the most recent one you did one with your uh, aunt and uncle? Right. Yeah, the Morgan Run tournament. Uh, fresh start. That's right. Yeah, dude, that was really fun. I think um, I think we got to like eight or nine under, but you See, know that's good. We, I mean, we also just didn't have um, a like you know we're not bringing out aces out there with us. It was no. more, it's like all fun. You know, we had my aunt and her friend. Um, you know, she, they never really play anymore really that much. My aunt does, but she like shouldn't be playing. She just had like eye surgery and like stuff like right. that. So, like, <laughs> She's like fighting through the pain so the, here. So the fact that we went out there and then shot like 800 was pretty solid. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's, I mean, 800, 900 for us too would be awesome number. I'd be happy with that. Um, speaking of your aunt and uncle, Uncle Bob is a football player, a professional football player yeah. at one point in his life. And, um, Heard a topic recently I thought was very interesting, and I would love to maybe for you and I to dive in. Um, who have the better athletes? And um, we've had an argument like this before, and we think overall, you talk about an overall football team or a basketball team, which whoever the better athletes, right. basketball or football players, if it's just the overall team, the linemen are bringing it down, it's obviously basketball. Right, of course. So, and we, you're just looking at which athlete in sports is like the most athletic, right? Right. And who are well, the best athletes per capita? Um, and now we we narrowed the argument, which I think is interesting. Skilled position for football. For football. All right, you take out the linemen. Take out the linemen and like linebackers. Some maybe some linebackers, but mainly you're talking about wide receivers and corners. For sure. And you can have some like outside linebackers. Those guys are pretty athletic. For sure. You know, Um, I don't know. I'm going to take the side on the football player here. So, so we can have a little bit of back and forth. Cause I I do, I do actually believe that there is some say with football players and I'm going to make a little case here. Please make your case. Courts in session. Like, okay. So let's set a little bit more of the ground level first. Love this. So like, 
are we talking about just pure athleticism and raw power and speed and agility? Or are we talking like, you know, do we, are we have to, are we having to be like accomplishing drills? Are there like other things that we need to like, are we doing Ninja warrior? You know, like, are we doing something like that? I would say athletic prowess to me encompasses everything in a sport. Right. So hand-eye coordination, intelligence, um, like intelligence being like understanding your sport and quickly responding to that. Yeah, the reads. The reads of a sport. Anticipating. Um, obviously athletic ability and mobility and, you know, jumping and whatever. All of it that encompasses sports is athleticism mm-hmm. to me. Okay. Yeah, I mean, like alone, that's why I think if you're throwing in the hand-eye coordination, right, and like not so much like the readability anticipation because I feel like football has a lot of that, especially at the corner position and like running routes and like subtle body fakes and stuff like that. But I feel like that's where you get the edge because the corners have are great athletes, but they are lacking some of that hand-eye coordination. That's why they're playing defense <laughs> right they're, so not, they're not making the big bucks right exactly and so you know but a lockdown corner is a special athlete though special special athlete, special athlete. sometimes they do have hands they just like defense better exactly so it just depends on who you're talking about like trayvon diggs on the, on the cowboys right and and i think you're right there's a lot of positives for points for football i just don't think it's even close it's basketball 1000 percent of the time every single day all day long um and people are arguing it they've just never seen an athlete that's like six eight or six nine run at you the way these guys do that's exactly why like i feel like that's that's the huge nod going to basketball right right like some of these guys are like seven two and they're running up and down the court could you imagine a seven-two tight end who runs like a <laughs> like a four-nine-five. Yeah, I mean, I mean, they could be flying right there. I mean, like I feel like everyone's gonna be. Um, he's gonna just be catching everything. Who's gonna stop him? Yeah, I don't know. Like you might tackle him afterwards, See, and then you bring it all the way back to just now. It's now it's playing the sport. Right now, but if you so play- now you're playing the sport. If you're because my argument was if you're just gonna be talking about like. How fast, how fly, how like fast can they mm-hmm. fly through drills or like cones and strength right. with like benching and how high can you jump and like that right. kind of stuff. Also to me, like athleticism like transcends what you're doing. Like, yeah, like a wide receiver, you drop him on a basketball court is nowhere even close to as if you pick up whatever, a shooting guard who with some athletic prowess, put him in a wide receiver spot. It's like he's going to be yeah. two or three inches taller maybe a little slower yeah you put out like a damian lillard or something like that out there and he's like he's gonna be six, just fine. three six four right probably taller he's gonna he's a tall wide receiver now and he and you think he's not quick yeah the man's flat like super fast he's still fast at the age of 32 right you don't think he can pick up like a four some time he definitely could a little ladder drill with damian lillard yeah um you i get also a little john morant Derek Rose. Oh, sure. You're making, I mean, like, yeah, like those are like really exceptional guys, but those are the top tier. Mm-hmm. Those are the guys at the elite, elite level for athleticism. I want you to build me your favorite. I want a wide receiver. I want a quarterback. I want a running back. I want those three positions from the NBA, from the NBA to um, NFL. Who would those three be? Wide receiver, quarterback, running back. 
quarterback, you got Chris Paul. Oof. Um, All time. Six foot, but he's going to be like just dead accurate. He's going to be anticipating and seeing the game so well. So quickly. You don't even need, he doesn't doesn't need to be athletic. Right. Because over at the running back position, Mm -hmm. this is where it's a little tougher though. Because you take a guy from the NBA, he's not going to be very successful as a running back. I don't know. Historically, running backs that are taller than 6'3 don't do well in, okay. in the NFL. So size does matter quite a bit. Like pad height matters. So this is where it's a little bit difficult because there's not a lot of options in like the 6'3 to 6'1 range in the NBA. Mm, I can see what you're saying. And like here. hefty and size and like really strong. I can think of one right now. Who's that? I can't remember his name. Bane? Yeah. Yeah, he's not as athletic as though like you're he's not as athletic. That is true. He's like not that fast. He's not that quick. He's solid. That is true. He's not fast though. Hmm. So that's where I have like that little bit of diff- like that. It does transcend, but like it's transcends for like, you know, like um, you got to still be built a certain way. That's why like all really good running backs are like between the eight, like the height of five, nine and to six, one basically. Hmm. And like our two fifteen, Russell Westbrook. Yeah, you could do that. He's gonna get hurt. He's yeah, gonna we're get, not he's talking. Gonna I mean, you get a football player on a basketball court. The man's gonna blow his ankle and a key. <laughs> he can't run that much. Or he can't talk about injury. If we're talking about injury, every okay. every single person. We're just talking like just explosive ability and stuff. Correct. Like that. Put yeah. him in the position. Let's put Russell out there. Russell right. Westbrook in the in the running back slot position. Um. And then you give me John Morant in the wide receiver. All time. Yeah, and that's pretty hard to beat as far as the wide receiver position goes. That's yeah. that's an elite wide receiver. But could anyone do what hockey's currently doing? What hockey? Right. Could you could any single athlete no, not a chance. put on skates and do what a hockey player no, does? Definitely I bet not. you a hockey player could play baseball. Oh yeah. Bet you a hockey they player play could golf. play golf. Oh yeah. They bet you a hockey golf. player could play basketball. I'm sure. I'm sure they're not the, the t- again, not the not the tallest of dudes, but yeah, I'm sure I'm they sure get- you can get a point guard out there. Do you guys learn how to shoot? You get some really athletic dudes in the NHL. Right. Like they're, you know, my true calling in a position should have been goalie. <laughs> yeah, we joked about this over the week. Right. right? No. I and mean, it makes complete sense. I'm quick twitch. Got great hand eye coordination. Great hand eye coordination. Just not a lot of top speed. No top speed. <laughs> One gear. <laughs> And I, I used to, with an outer meniscus, I was pretty flexible. Yeah, I would say so. So Without even really without working, working on, it. on it. So Ever. I should have been a goalie. It was a missed opportunity. Whatever. I'll live on. But also goalies on hockey teams are historically weird dudes. Yeah, they're kind of like on an own island out there. Yeah, and you're, you have to save, like, if you're saving 95%, you're, like, doing a great job. Mm-hmm. That's insane. Stopping ninety five percent of shots at you. That's a that's a like really high percentage. People are shooting at fifteen or sixteen shots a game, easy. Shots on net, on net, fifteen. Or I would 16. say maybe more, right? Twenty. Right. I was like, I was low balling it. I think you're I think you're saving like eighteen shots a game. If that's you're, if crazy. you're facing twenty of them, and these things are like people are deceptively trying to. It's not like soccer where you're like that's a header. You know, like you could try like read that or right. a, a ball that's coming clearly straight on. These at things you. are coming in at seventy miles an hour plus at you. Easy, and people are getting away in the way of you. Yeah, I know. 
It's crazy. And ricocheting them, <laughs> yeah, too. No. In midair. Like, deflecting those things with a How curved do they do stick. That? Yeah, I don't know, dude. It's, the puck's coming at them, and they slap it in the air to redirect it. Have you ever, like, seen hockey, like, workouts, what those guys do? It's insane. Like, the amount of core strength and balance that they have as well. There's something to be said about the athleticism in the NHL that does not get talked about. And it, it seems silly to me because all of them are such elite athletes. And they mm -hmm. do it for such a long time, too. They play until they're like they're 42 years old, the good ones do. Some of the great ones still are, are still balling at 40. Like, yeah. LeBron's slowing down clearly. And he, but toward 10 to his foot, we'll see. But, like, when you hit 40 in the NBA, you are old, old. Yeah. Like, you are phased out, not keeping up. These 40-year-olds in hockey, because I think it's because they can go... 30, 40 seconds. You tell you just, a 40-year-old you got to work hard for 30 or 40 seconds, yeah. they can get it done. <laughs> of course. Of course. But it's just crazy because the game is physical as well. Right. But you still have old man strength at 30 or yeah. 40. <laughs> yeah, you do. So you can get you can get a hold of some of these young bucks at like 18, 19, yeah. 20. Totally fair. And, and hockey is very much like uh, soccer where they have to do it. And it's travel to different areas and private schools and club teams. It's very soccer national focus. So it's a pretty much a commitment from start to finish for hockey too. Yeah. Yeah. There's like schools and programs you got to go and do. Right. You know, there's not like just hockey rinks, just like left and right, you know, especially you know, like not where we're, place. especially not where we are, you know, if you're good enough you to go to a different team. Yeah. We're in like basketball club, basketball, in my experience, we were able to like find a really good club locally. If not your max, 30 to 40 minutes away from another amazing yeah. club team. Yeah, exactly. And you just keep rising the ranks until you're on something that you were, like, after freshman year. Weren't you on this insane club? I did, I did play on that, um, that, yeah, that club team. Um, that was eighth grade for me. It was, like, all of, like, the top, like... It was a freshman, dude, because I remember coming watching and we weren't friends in eighth grade. We were friends really? freshman year. Maybe it, maybe it was freshman year. Because that maybe that sounds right because it was all of like the top. Malin. It was all of like the yeah, that's true. It's all of it. It was like the top players and like you know the local the local like communities like counties. It was you and Matt Mole, I believe. Yeah, Matt came. Um, that was just because he was like six five and like two thirty. It's insanely athletic. Yeah, at like fourteen years old. Yeah. You know? So, um, but yeah, I had a couple guys from like. Um, San Clemente, a couple guys from, like, a few guys from Capo, a couple guys from Mission. Capo was a good ball team. Really good, really day. good high school team. But, um, um, yeah, dude, um, that was a fun little club team. I didn't get a ton of time on that, but it was a fun and cool experience. Um, just seeing how, like, how athletic those guys are out there, like, when I was competing, and I felt like, oh, it was pretty athletic. But, like, you go and play some, like, top, you were, higher end. You were, let's, hang on. Counties. Dunking in eighth grade. I'm just saying, dude, I, like to put it in perspective, like Correct. you go and play like some of these guys. Grade, that's extremely athletic. And you're like, holy shit, this is another level of like speed. Right. And I wasn't like, I didn't have that, like, you know, the speed and processing, like uh, anticipation and all that kind of stuff. I remember like, watching that, one of your games in high school um, and you guys were playing against a Texas team. Oh my and you God. You guys were getting absolutely pooped on. Yeah, that was. Um, Maybe I think this was a different club team, dude, because this is when I was like in seventh grade. This was like much younger and it was at the top. It was the number two team in the country and from Texas. I, I remember that, but I also remember watching this new Texas team you guys were playing. Okay. And okay. They, and they threw an oop. 
yeah, it's nuts. And you're like 14. You're like, what is right. going on? Right. <laughs> and um, they did an oop where it was, they went over the top of the backboard. Yes. I do remember that okay, one. There we go. Yes. Yes. This is the it's one like I the saw. green soldiers. They like were wearing right. like green they jerseys. Went, they went oop over the top of the backboard. He missed the dunk, thank God. But he got he up got, there. He got it. He just missed it. It was a windup too. Yes, and we all, and you guys all just laughed. And the basketball went past half court because it rico <laughs> ricocheted all the way back there. And I think at that moment I was like, "And I'm never playing basketball any higher than high school." That's it. That was it. So if, like, if these guys aren't like, if one percent of those guys are getting in the NBA, damn, that must be an athletic game. And you know, so I, I I would love to hear people's arguments: football, or basketball. For me, it's basketball all day. Yeah. I, and I will say, if you were like not transcending any sports and you're now picking for just how, how like, you know, how heavy are you? How much power output, fast speed, jumping ability, mm -hmm. the edge, I think, has to go overall to the skilled players of football overall, because now you're taking all the skilled players in the NBA, all the skilled players in the NFL and just like just athleticism wise, like has nothing to do with sports mm -hmm. overall. Those guys are built to go as fast as you can for power and speed and agility on every play. Yeah, I don't because like it's that's what they're training for, but they're not naturally better athletes than basketball players. If you told a basketball player who you got put on weight and every play you're gonna be built for power, agility. Sure. Like if you thin out a football player and you're like you're playing basketball. You're going to play 45 minutes. They look way different. Way different. Yeah. So you're, you're taking away like the condition. You're yeah. adding the different types of things for their sport. I would say if you dropped a football player and a basketball player body type and they're both pro athletes. Mm, okay. Here's your argument here. Like, and you got to find some sort of middle ground. It's a good test for everything. There's no way a basketball player loses. They'll naturally be stronger. That's if they are six eight and someone is six five, mm -hmm. three inches taller, you're probably going to be stronger. Yeah, right. Yeah, of course. Right, six eight guy. These aren't. That's like. That's like. I mean, six eights. You're cooking. These guys aren't slow. Yeah, because you can know like you, you're. you're are you like, yeah, I was going to say Giannis on that one. Dude, put six, Giannis in there. Dude, six ten or Who six eleven. Football is touching Giannis. <laughs> See now, okay, now you're talking about sports though, and in, talking in general and athletic <laughs> ability. Who is touching Giannis? <laughs> put out anyone you want. You don't think Giannis can learn how to run backwards for forty five seconds? No, no, no. He definitely, he definitely, definitely can. I guess I was just trying to say like it has nothing to do with the sport. Uh -huh. It all has to do with just times and strength. Right. I would say it's still for me basketball. But I hear you. I hear you. I am I am taking you on the fact that it is 100% if it starts going anywhere in the realm of like competing mm -hmm. and like sports and I'm talking about matchups and size, I'm with you on the basketball side. But you're saying just a naturally better athlete's football. Uh, when you say athlete, because it's now like all coordination, I'm talking they're the better like speed, agility, power. Deal. They have bad, they, those three categories. They will yes. be on average faster. On average. And on average Because you're talking about all of the other, on all like all the basketball Correct. skill players, all the football skill players. Because I, I feel like there's like, 
you know, have you ever seen like Nick Bosa before? Like, dude, yeah. that dude is like runs like a four five forty and is two sixty, and he can bench like and he can squat like six hundred pounds like six right. times. You know, uh, you're like for sure. Damn. But overall, athlete, I would say is basketball. Yes, I agree. Okay. I agree with you. Awesome. I'm glad you like met me halfway for that. There you go. <laughs> I, I get you now. Um, you know, I want to get in the little cabbage here before we end this round. This podcast out a little betting in our uh, three worst. Mm-hmm. Um, so at the end of the day of digging out concrete, something I hate doing, I sat outside and listened to a little YouTube video I bring up every once in a while, which is Mac Miller's Tiny Desk concert. If you shout out Tiny Desk, but really the one with Mac Miller, that um, one is unbelievable. Life, I don't know why, but to me it was like. Um, that well, you must have, you know, you loved Mac Miller growing up. He was one oh. of your favorite rappers. Yeah. You know, he was very popular when you were growing up. He was kind of like the same age. You same know. age as me. Um, My and cousin I'll, looked just like him. Yeah, <laughs> like weirdly does. Like just like him. And, you know, RIP, you know, so. Yeah. And, like, um, I think that's the one of the main reasons why. For sure. I saw him when I was in San Diego when I was young. I caught his career early too. I yeah. caught his like first kids album. Mm-hmm. So I kind of grew with him um, the whole time and it brought me and my brother closer together. So he, as a musician was probably one of the first celebrity deaths that I was like, damn, like he was, he was the guy. And you listen to this tiny desk concert and you realize how talented he was. He's a song on there called 2019. And the premise of the song for how I take it is that, it's not like it's 2019 anymore. You know what's behind that door. It's the theme of the whole song. Like, he already knows where this road leads. He's trying to be a better person and accept his current new life, his new phase of life he's going in. Got it. And how he's looking at it differently. Mm-hmm. You know, and he's throwing out quotes like, um, you know, I don't want to butcher him. Like, she doesn't have to cry anymore because, you know, I'm not going to fight back and I'm, I'm not turning over a new it. page. Like it's where we're, we are starting. I'm just accepting, you know, all I have to give is like, you know, bring you back with a smile. Like, Oh, I'm, you know, he doesn't have money. He's okay with it. But like you come over, he, he can give you a smile and you can stick around a while mm-hmm. for whatever reason. It, um, I've been struggling with this next accepting phase of life for me. Um, I'm 30. It's time, you know, to, I'm not a young, like 21 year old college kid where everything, you know, was super easy. And my biggest worry was like rascals or plastic <laughs> vodka, right. you know, Madison and I were going to talk at the end of the night. Like we didn't have to worry about bills or cars or dogs or whatever new responsibilities. And we don't even have kids yet. Cutting concrete, you, you know, know like and I'm just sitting the back there and sitting and listening to this song and him talking about like accepting this new phase of life. And I think at that moment I was like, I think young Tommy would have been really proud of where like 30 year old Tommy is currently, Mm -hmm. even if it's been like super difficult and it didn't go the exact way I wanted to. And maybe I'm not exactly where I want to be even at this age. Sure. Maybe I want to be more financial, definitely want to be more financially well off. Yeah. Um, Just being like, you know what? Like it's, this new phase of life, I want to just, like, it is what it is. Like, I can't go back to 2019 anymore, even though, like, you know, I don't want to. <laughs> right. wasn't a great year of my life, but it, it's just saying, like, you can't, you know what's behind that door. You've already done that. You've been there. 
you've done, you know, hopefully everything you want to do at that age. Like, you know what going to raves is going to be like. You know what driving to Vegas at 3 a.m. Sure. feels like. We've already done it. You know, there's no looking back on it. You shouldn't have, you could look back on it, but let's not keep pushing forward on with that. Right. And I think I was just like, wow, dude, I would have never, if you asked 22 year old Tommy, if he would like own a home at 30, be married, like using a concrete saw and a jackhammer. <laughs> you were like, shut up, dude. There's right. no like, chance. No Show chance. me the clip. Show me right. the clip. <laughs> and so, you know, I don't know what it was about that song, but like shout out to songs in a moment where you're like, you click into the music and you're like, what is going on? It just felt like whatever happened, Mac Miller reached through that phone. It was like, dude, yeah. Just blessed me with a song I've heard a hundred different times for whatever reason at that moment where I was currently at, where I'm currently at in my life, it just like clicked. There's something really that can be said about a good song that really hits like that. And it's weird because you don't, you don't expect it because it may be a song you've heard already multiple times. Just clicks times. back in and you're just like, holy moly, this is crazy. Right. And you're just like, why is this like... And it's especially with a musician who's so talented. It's, you know, you, those songs usually don't happen on like one-offs. Right. Like one-hit wonders. It's somebody with like a full catalog of albums who have been doing it for right. a while and you happen to pick like... I don't know. I have like different well, because they're also working on themselves too in their music too. So and they're also going through things and then they typically it's a form of art, you know. Right. So I think he was like f- twenty eight when he made that song. You know, it's a, it's an expression right. essentially of, of what he's maybe feeling as I think well. He was going through the same age I was, probably the same phase of life, you know. Yeah. He unfortunately died from drugs, um, drug overdose. Um, but yeah, it was like, just crazy how when someone's having a similar experience, you don't expect that. And even, like, celebrities have to deal with something like that. You're like, dude, you can be young forever. But it's like, yeah, but you know, like, even they know what's going on or what's behind that door. Like, you, you've done, he's been there and done that. So yeah. I think it's important to look back with fondness but move on with, um, like, inspiration and hope. Mm-hmm. Like looking back and like being fond of an era, like I don't look back on high school and be like, wow, those are some good times. I don't even really look back in college with the partying and drinking and look back and be like, oh, I miss those days. Mm-hmm. I miss like the ease sure. of everything. Um, so like being like, okay, well, that's just, there's new eases in my life that in this current stage I'm in that is easier than it would have been when I was younger. But Anyway, just I was, you know, listen to that 2019 song. Shout out to those songs that just hit different. Yeah, that's cool, dude. And then, um, I don't know. I think that's a good way of also looking at it as well because now we are, I, I don't know, like we're so young as far as like adulthood, as like as far as like working a job and like what right. you have to like take on and have more responsibilities with. It's something that's good. I feel like if you tune into that a little bit sooner and being like, yeah, this is this is good. Like, I don't need to go back anymore. Right. You know, like, like I have I have so many more responsibilities down the line and so many things to look, also look forward to. Like you, right. get to, you get to actually build and work on yourself, you know, other things that are important to you, restructure family ties, whatever that it may be. I think it's good to look forward and have clarity on that. Right. So it's like you might as well look forward 
and look to better yourself in that way instead of just always like looking back. Yeah, and it's it's hard for me because I'm a person like we've talked about in the podcast who's incredibly it's like you know difficult. it's it's so nostalgic as well. Right. It's so fun. Like you know you still have those. Yeah, and it's it. I always thought it was weird when someone's like, oh, I look back on my high school days so fondly. Um, it just was never me. And I always, there's people, I know there's people out there who think that way, but it just um, wasn't for me. High school wasn't like that easy. So yeah. I thought, oh, I would never be one of those people who look back at like with nostalgia of something. Because um, like drinking isn't really my thing. Like it's partying fun. wasn't really, you know, I, I had fun. You do it for the like, hangout. I do it for the hangout, but yeah. like, I'd much rather have like fifteen dudes just hanging out in a house and drinking and talking shit and watching a sports game. For me, yeah, that to me is like prime partying. Of course, um, sports bets, all that kind of stuff. Right. So for looking back on something like that, it's just so um, weird and just like also just such a waste of time. Um, yeah. Instead of just enjoying, you know, life is super challenging now, but it won't always be. Right. You know, well, that's and, what you're working towards. Right. And, um, you know, that's that's the long and the short of it. But, you know, we have a um, looking forward here with more fun things is a little golf tournament coming up in Memorial. Yeah. Why don't you give the people a little breakdown here of uh, what it looks like in our current standings? You got it, my dude. So uh, looking forward here to Memorial Tournament on the PGA Tour here coming up this weekend. Um, it's another little designated event. Um, I, I would imagine because the purse, we just took a little look-see on it online. Yeah. Quick $20 million purse. It, so but what are these tournaments called again? Is it designated? Thank you. Is Des- that what it is? Designated okay. events. That's what I've been saying. So I'm just going to keep saying it. I'm just going to just... Till we're corrected. I'm just going <laughs> to just fall on that sword when it comes. Right. Um, yeah, designated event because it's a heightened purse, which... But I didn't see a lot of the like have to players on that on that list. So maybe this is just like an elevated purse elevated event, event. You know. So that's my thought. Course looks insane. It looks incredibly difficult. Par 72, 7400 yards, really windy, lots of drop-offs. Um if they have it running at a really hard firm Which pace, you know they do. It's the PGA Tour over there. They bring some really tough conditions and um, I don't know. I don't see a lot of players going. If This is where, like, the PGA Tour is special. These guys are so good. If there's a winning score of, like, 17 or 18 under on this course after the four days and it's all said and done. I don't think that's going to happen. That'd be insane. But, like, you look at these courses, though, sometimes. You're like, wow, that's really difficult. That's 7,300 yards, kind of windy, got some trees, you know, has some water out there. And then, like, dudes will post, like, a 24 under after the tournament. You're like, holy cow. Yeah, I'm shooting like a 115 from that distance. Easy. It's just like ridiculous. You just know like how good these guys are. Plus, we never even play on like greens with like that pace and like drop-offs and like yeah, dude. So anyways, Mm -hmm. tough course here. Um, And then going from the PGA Championship, um, I kind of squeaked through a little bit of a win on that last one. So that gave me honors on this course. Um, And I went with a guy that's just been on fire. And this was more of like a like a me pick. Like I want to see this guy pull through. Right. Like, this is your guy, and it's time. I've been following him for a long time, and I've always thought really highly of him. Great personality, Victor Hovland. Nice. So that's the guy that I want to see win a tournament, and he's been close the last few, and even a major for that matter. He's been in like the top five like the last few tournaments for majors. Right. 
So um, I feel like he's on the doorstep. It's just open up the damn door. Get out of your way, basically. Like, let's close this thing out. All right. My number two pick here. Um, this is a guy that I just, you know, what an what a all-time class act. A guy that is just like kind of like a Roy McIlroy. Just always a very genuine person comes across as that. Um, but definitely not as outspoken, but still it's Adam Scott for me. Oh, nice. Yeah. I like just, that. Just really solid. Um, I feel like he's also been playing some decent golf. Has, can be a little wild at times, but I just wanted to give him a little bit of a shout out, you know? Who doesn't love a little Adam Scott in their love lives? Love a little Adam. Um, and then I went with a young buck here for my third pick um, for like that rest of the field pick. Mm-hmm. Um, he is kind of like, I believe, like second or third year on the PGA Tour. Um, but doing really good things off the tee and that's driving and that's the driving distance and accuracy for strokes gain. He's like, I believe in the top 10, I heard people say in top 15. So you're going to need that here yeah. for 7,400 yards. Yeah. And um, that's Keith Mitchell for me. Nice. Good, good picks, buddy. Um, you are currently in 34th right now on the leaderboards. Yep. And I'm at 41. So I need a good couple of weeks here to get me back in the hunt. I heard that there was only 14, 15 more events left okay. in the season. I think so I, I feel good. We got time. We're about halfway through. Um, I'm going to go Cantley for my number one pick. Um, I went strictly because we looked at the past winners and Cantley won twice out of the th- past four or five years, I believe. Yeah. It's um, his course. He loves it. So this is his course. I'm going to go gonna ride it down with somebody who's been playing, currently been playing well already this year and playing on something he already enjoys, going Patrick Cantlay. Mm-hmm. Um, someone else who I've been seeing their name a lot, throwing some rounds together recently is Keegan Bradley. Sure, give me him. Yeah, he's always solid. He's actually just, he surprises me. Yeah. Like when I look at his swing, and I mean, this is no disrespect because those guys are like really, really freaking good. Right. But he does not have a very quote unquote traditional swing. He like is very like squatty in his swing in his right. swing. It's yeah, it's very over the yeah, I agree. It's not like the most pretty textbook swing. But he, he just seems to get it done and I you know enjoy his videos he's done with people. Yep. So gotta go with my man Keegan. And then um someone you picked last week who did pretty well, I believe, um, who has done well ish this season is Davis Riley. Yeah. Um, he did get cut at ooh. the PGA Championship. Well, not this like, tournament. Yeah, exactly. New tournament, um, baby. New tournament. I just went with him because when you get to this rest of the field, people, let me tell you, it's slim pickings. You don't know who's <laughs> up or down. And if you don't watch golf to a religious point of looking at leaderboards, you're not going to know who these people are. Right. Um, unless there's some big names. But for the most part, like, no clue who these people are. Um, I'm feeling good about my top two. You know, not even. I'm feeling great about Cantlay. So I'm going to just ride Cantlay. Hopefully ride Keegan him, Davis can get me something going. Um, around this podcast out for us, buddy, we're going to go. I had pizza today. So we're going to go with the three worst pizza toppings. Yep. And I think I started off last week. And I'm going to start off again this week. Throw it my way, my guy. I'm going to start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, can t- you take it, buddy. Go ahead. Yeah, yeah. You took us off last week. I, I got us this week. Okay, here. you go for it. Um, honorable mention. For yeah, me. love it. I have one of these. Um, and I know I'm going to get a little bit of backlash out of you, but I have, re- <laughs> have a little bit of a rebuttal here. But it's just, my honorable mention is just too many toppings on a pizza. I love that from you. It's just too many. Yeah. It's that, I mean, toppings, are, play. toppings are great, but I'm just going to say honorable mention here is just like when you have five things or six things on a pizza, mm-hmm. it starts getting a little bit too cluttered and you like lose... 
for me, like, yeah, it's supposed to be like very direct and very like simplistic, I mm-hmm. believe. And like how you can sure you can have three or four toppings. Depends. Depends what they are. But if you get above that, that's that's way. I'm way like a too two much. two topping yeah. guy right now. Yeah, I'm yep. even doing like just pepperoni with some hot honey every yeah. time right, right now. See, that's where I like to do like I I don't mind like a pickled jalapeno on there. Yeah, if I'm gonna do something like that and a hot honey, and then you could maybe do whatever like really like finely diced like garlic or like oregano or right. That would be like a top like my fourth topping. Got you. That would like I would consider like a that seasoning almost. Yeah, almost okay. something like light. You know, I like that. That was one my honorable mention as well. Was it <laughs> too much toppings? <laughs> okay, so number three here for me. Um, you know, this is this is something I it kind of shocks me a little bit that it doesn't go well because I love this food item and everyone does, but for me it doesn't feel like it deserves to be on a pizza and that's bacon. Okay. Like, I don't ever, like, uh, yeah, like, maybe give me, like, a chicken bacon ranch. That's solid. But, like, I'm if I'm looking for more just pizza, like, at its heart and, like, what it's supposed to be, like, in its greatest form, I'm mm-hmm. not looking at the protein to be bacon on there. No, but if you do really crispy bacon and you make bacon bites out of it and mm-hmm. you sprinkle the bacon on top, yeah, yeah, yeah. much better. Much better. But if you get, like, the big pieces of bacon that's chewy, no good. Yeah, that's that's for me what I usually get, right? Yeah. That's what it is for me. And okay. then I just, like, I don't know. I'm with know. you. Number three. That's for- design number three. I'd rather much rather have pepperoni, salami, sausage, like for any, sure. any of those. For sure. So even chicken. I can even do, like, chicken. But, like, that's you fine. know. I can do chicken. Um. Okay, so that's my number three. My number two here... Is this? It just dominates way too much. It just really takes over. Um, I don't love olives on pizza. Great, great yeah. call. It's just too much for me, and it's never just like like a dozen or like two dozen olives. Yeah, it's, they, they it is like covered the whole thing. Like this, I love a supreme pizza. Too many olives, though. Too many olives. Yeah, I'm and so it, it just dominates. Um, and I feel like it, it could be in our both of our ones. And it could not be, but it's very already debatable at this point. But I'm going pineapple, and I can't stand it. Wow, pineapple on pizza, I cannot stand. Pineapple is not even on my list. I'm I'm sure. I opened up that pizza box over there, and sure enough, there was pineapple chunks. That was wifey's. There's just a plain pepperoni pizza in there with some hot honey, and then there's the one that has everything on it. She doesn't always do pineapple pizza, so. You know, but it also has a bunch of everything on it too. It's not just Canadian bacon and pineapple for her. It's all the toppings mm. with bacon with pineapple every once in gotcha. a while. Gotcha. Anyways, it's a good yeah, list, buddy. I that's can see my, pineapple. That's, that's my gonna one. Be a heater. You it's know, gonna be a heater. It, are you either you either you love it mm-hmm. or you hate it. There's no like in between. Right. I don't even really like the pineapple juice getting on the pizza. I get you. So like, yeah, like even if it came with it and I just picked it off. I'm still having, I mean, I'm dealing with it. If it's the only pizza there, I'm eating it. I'm just mm-hmm. pulling out the pie, uh, the pineapple. Not loving the fact that I got a little pineapple juice on there. I get you. That's a great list, buddy. I think my list is going to piss a lot of people off. Because um, I agree with you completely. Um, I love pizza. I'm like being the top 1% of pizza lovers. Yeah, I, good I'm, pizza, dude. I'm, Man. I'm up there. Pizza's my favorite food. Um Really? Key. I did not know that. It, it's Italian food, but like if I had like historical favorite, it would probably be pizza. When you get some really, really good pizza and like yeah. they like 
ferment the dough for like three days and it's like sourdough going on and there's like different kinds of flours that they're mixing together they get the charred bits wood oven i can always go for pizza like it's so solid and everyone's like let's get pizza i'm like, like yes please yeah. <laughs> um i agree completely that too many toppings is a real issue especially if the pizza place doesn't know what they're doing um, you have to overbake the crust if you put that many toppings on because it's the only way to like hold the structural integrity. Yeah, because I'm not looking. To, I'm never. Flat. I'm never looking to do fork and knife with pizza. No, and if I pick it up and it's like flips over and all the things drop off of it, I'm immediately heated. Right, and it's like soggy at the base. Also, when did pizza become four hundred dollars to get pizza? <laughs> Dude, it's out of control. Out of control. I I mean, it's not even cheap to go to Domino's. You got to do the three, you got to do the large three topping takeout. Yeah. And it's like, who's doing that? Like if I want decent pizza, it's like $22 for a medium. My mom used to have like a pizza party for 40 bucks. And it was like two large pizza, a thousand wings. You know what though? You go, you go to Costco. Those pizzas are real cheap still. Right. I got to figure out a new way. But if you're going like a blaze or pyology, it has to be like a four topping. I know you're going to go blind by all the toppings in there. And just don't. You have to think of the moisture level, <laughs> what you're putting on there, because you're going to load that thing up, and it's going to come right off. So number three is a moisture bomb. It adds no flavor. It mm. has awful texture when you put it in there, and it's spinach. Yeah. Spinach on top of a pizza, like on a veggie not, pizza. Not for me. doesn't do anything for me. It never holds well. It's yeah. way too much moisture. It's not good. I'm with you. I'm totally with you. That's a great pick, dude. Number two, for me, I don't like these items already, so putting it on a pizza isn't helping it, and that's mushrooms. Mushrooms, I need a little jazz and dance to them. And dried, they, and they throw mushrooms like out of a bag just on a pizza and in the oven. I, I got major issues with it because I love mushrooms, right. but I know you hate mushrooms, so I knew it was going to be on the list. Right. It, I, if they maybe elevated the mushrooms and then put it on the pizza, then great. Maybe they pan roasted it or fried them or something different other than just right out of the bag into a fire oven. They, they're also using like white button mushrooms, which literally have zero flavor as it's well. It's like styrofoam texture. Yeah. It's Styro very styrofoam funk. Mm -hmm. And then um, number one for me is clearly number one. There's no doubt at all in my mind about this number one is this anchovies. Whoa, interesting. Can't I won't eat anchovies on pizza. I did that came out of left field, but yeah, dude, for sure. You cannot stand that fishy, salty can't do thing it. going on and there's, there. If, it, if everyone was like, oh, I have anchovies on my pizza, I'm like, cool, I'm not even opening the box. <laughs> <laughs> Everything else in there is ruined already because of your anchovies. And they look at you too while you eat them. They're like full. And I could taste it when they blend it up into things. And I can fight through it on most things if yeah. it's blended up and I can't see it, but I can tell. You love a good Caesar, though. Yeah, but not all Caesar dressings have anchovies. Okay. The legit ones do, like, but I haven't had a legit, like, I'm talking, like, where they're doing, like, they're they're mixing it in front in, like, of in, you. In, like, the bowl Mexico, right there. Like, yeah. I haven't done that, where it's just, like, two big anchovies. A lot of them just use, like, fish, like, sauce, sauce. or something. Yeah. To add that funk. And I'm okay with that because fish sauce is historically fire. Oh, yeah. It's so good. I love fish sauce. So, and it's, you get a little funk from it every once in a while, but I can fight through it. But I got, I get through it. Um, it's a good list, dude. I would, three. I've definitely had sardines on pizza and I'm, I'm I, I like it. I'm a fan. But Are that, sardines and anchovies the same thing? Uh, actually, did I say sardines? You said sardines. Anchovies? 
I think they are. I don't know. Mm. Is the sardine a type of anchovy? Maybe. This is something maybe it's, maybe it's the size. Maybe it's how like long they're like stored in a can for. I don't know, dude. Who knows? The, the whole anchovy sardine thing is very strange because they're like in oil and they're like canned. Right. But they're like, it. but they're like, they're soft. So like, I know, <laughs> totally understand where you're coming do they from. They look at you. Uh, do they comfy them in there? Is that why? I think like, so. And that's how they preserve them. Okay. And like, I don't want to eat preserved it's a, fish. It's a very strange uh, food item. For sure. Yeah. But man, do they hit. I, I mean, love if you, them. I mean, if I don't taste it in something, I definitely know the sauce will be elevated with them. Mm-hmm. But I just don't want it. And you got anything for the people here, buddy? Um. Well... Just to kind of finish up on your thought here with the, uh, it'll be my last thing. Look at the the beef that I had that I marinated. Oh, yeah. That was the, that was lime, rice, wine, vinegar, soy sauce, mm-hmm. um, palm sugar. Like that? And fish sauce. Right. And like, I've been loving fish sauce and in, in, like in marinades. So you can like cook it off and like it right. delivers that and um, umami flavor. And like, the steak was super charred from the palm sugar. Yeah. Like crusted the steak up nicely. Yeah. It was great. So that's what I've been kind of vibing with, doing a lot of like Thai cooking. So, you know, check some of that stuff out. But that's what I got, dude. Good stuff nice, tonight. Um, shout out to obviously the crew, Devin, editing the podcast. Thank you, buddy. Um, Jake with the thumbnails. And of course, my wifey with the graphics. Thank you all. Not possible without you. And we're in the cabbage. And just a reminder, keep swinging.